This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox. Twelve fifty WGAM Manchester WGHM Nashua. To the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Your host, Jimmy Murphy, here alongside Bob Bardis, live from the Buffalo Wild Wings at the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester, New Hampshire. And man, as I say that, why the heck didn't I invite our next guest down? I mean, he, after all, he coaches the Manchester Monarchs, and that is Rich Seely joining us. Seals, uh, we're going to be here for a while. I'm going to be watching the bees. I don't know if you've got uh, stuff going on, but. Uh, we are here, live at the Mall of New Hampshire at the Buffalo Wild Wings. How you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Thanks. I, I imagine you're a busy man, so you wouldn't have been able to come down and enjoy a couple Christmas beverages. But we'll, ha- we'll definitely do it in the future for sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a full seven hours away, so don't think it worked that well. We're on, we're on the road right now. Oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that, that would not work at all. And, uh, and then and, and Wednesday, and now in upstate New York here for a game tomorrow night, and then we get our Christmas break. So, wow! Thanks for yeah. thinking of me, though. Oh, of course, my man. Yeah. Coach, coach, you're on a three-game uh, uh, road game here. You're ending in Elmira tomorrow against the Jackals. You just had a couple of good wins, uh, strong against them at home. Uh, what do you expect for them tomorrow night? Yeah, they're gonna, they're a hard-working hockey club. Um, they have some good goaltending. Uh, they play a tight defensive system. Uh, so it'll be put a, it'll put a lot, a lot of pressure on our team to make the good decisions with the puck on the offensive blue line. But um, so we expect a hard-fought battle. Um, they they played us tough so far this year, especially in their in their building. So uh, our guys need to be ready to go. Coach, uh, you had backup goaltender Jonah Emu. Am I pronouncing that right? Emu. Yeah. Emu. Yep. Both. He's uh, he's now won three games. Ironically, we we're talking about backup goaltenders earlier in the show. We had Kevin Weeks on. Um, but he's won three games in a row. One of the things we brought up with Weeksy, too, was just how backup goaltenders, how hard it can be to stay sharp and what you have to do to maintain that focus and be ready when called upon. Uh, what has he done in order to win these three games in a row? Uh, you know, he's, he, he has done exactly that. It's not an easy job being uh, a goaltender or, or a backup, as you may call it. I mean, you don't, you don't know when your time's going to come, and it may be two weeks between starts. It may be... Uh, 24 hours or less, so you got to be ready to go and drop it a hat. And, um, Jonas played well for us. He's, he's 
played, which is nice to see. We've kind of worked his way in coming back from injury. Had a, a fairly, uh, you know, it was an okay first start and then built from there. Um, and particularly last night, uh, he had a great start in running, which is a tough building to play in and, and played really well. It was his best start of his, of his, uh, of his four, I think it was. So it was nice to see. Um, yeah, he's just, he, he's been working hard in practice. And a, a lot of that, I think, is, you know, it's partly it's part being mentally strong, too. You know, it's not the easiest, easiest thing to do. Uh, and you have to have that mental focus. And he's done that this far. And we'll, that's the task that's, that's put on him moving forward as well. So we'll, he'll need to be ready when he's called upon. One thing I noticed, too, I don't know if, you know, you ever noticed this playing the game and now coaching as well. Um, it's not necessarily always true. But usually the case is I've noticed and goaltenders obviously are a unique personality in themselves, but the backup goaltenders, to me, every one I've usually dealt with always is one of the most comical guys in, in the dressing room and, and one of the most the best guys to deal with as a, as a reporter or a host. Do you notice that as well, that they try to you know keep the spirits up there, keep it light, and, and help the other guys remain relaxed and, and focused as well? Um, yeah, generally speaking, uh, I think there's a lot of goaltenders that are maybe a little bit different mentality than players, and uh, most of the guys that you would have or see as goaltenders, uh, you know, are, are, are pretty good that way. Can, you know, it tends to have a couple that are characters in the room, but um, yeah, no, they're just generally kind of good team guys, and you know, usually I would say as it's kind of general, some maybe they're a little bit of a different breed. Um, I think you need to be if you want to. He's stopping black pieces of rubber going at about 100 plus miles an hour. Right? So, um, but yeah, no, no, no good guys. And Jonah's not not so much the jokester, but they have definitely played with a few that way. So, uh, your thoughts aren't far off as far as I'm concerned. Nice. Go ahead, Bob. Coach, uh, you've just signed Ashton Rome, brother to Aaron Rome, and you've got 13 Monarchs players uh, with double digit points. Where, where are you going to see Ashton fit into here on the team? You know, Ashton uh, is a solid player. He's got some experience. He's, he's won a Calder Cup with Hershey. He has some American League experience. He has some uh, experience internationally. Um, I see him being a good leader for us and, and our team. Uh, we had a younger, really young group, one of the youngest teams in the league to, to start the year. And we've added a couple veteran guys. We've had one on the back end of David Fulmanis. We've also uh, managed to, uh, to add a guy, Jordan Smotherman, and now uh, Ashton. And see him being a prototypical power forward for us. He needs a guy to be a guy that's going to be physical, get to the front of the net. He's got a great shot, and he'll work up and down our lineup. And honestly, I think looking at our group of forwards, he's, he's one of 11 right now that are really strong. Um, so that, that, that's been a big key to our thus far this season is really having depth at that forward position, and he'll only add to it. Coach, uh, Quinton Shore continues, uh, he's a rookie, but he continues to play like a veteran. He's, he's on a five-game point streak right now, seven assists in his last four games. Uh, what we, We've discussed him before. Is he doing anything different as his point streak goes on right now? What have you enjoyed about the, the past few games with him? Uh, he's done a lot of little things, to be honest with you. He's been, always been really good on face-offs, but a guy that does a lot of things really well. He's good on draws. Um, he's been better on the on the defensive side of the puck. He's always been responsible, but I think he's been a little bit better on the defensive side of the puck. And um, he's he's had some built some chemistry uh, with a couple of line mates, particularly that our, our our line last night with Derek Arnold and, and Kevin Morris were our best line. Um, so yeah, we've moved him on right wing and center. He's just been playing hard. He's been doing little things well, is, is, and he's been consistent that way. And it's nice to see. And like I said, does a lot of things for us. He plays in the power play and the penalty kill and regular strength. So, uh, you know, a guy like that is, is, is a big part of our success. 
Coach, uh, before we let you go on an NHL note, uh, Yarmir Yager and the Panthers are going to be playing the Bruins tonight. Obviously, our listeners will be tuned into that as well. Um, he has a chance to surpass Mark Messier as his second all-time scorer behind Wayne Gretzky tonight. Uh, just your thoughts on a 44-year-old uh, still doing that today. As a coach, too, what that must be like. You know, uh pretty remarkable to be honest with you first off to be able to play at such a high level for such a long period of time um be productive uh, i think he's about a point maybe just around a point per game in the playoff um you know passion commitment work ethic taking care of the bodies all those things is it's pretty remarkable and uh, the last thing that i'll kind of say is i guess when you think about it especially the way the game has changed over the course of his career it's more amazing to me that at 44 years old, the way the game is played now with the speed and the tempo, that he is such a valuable contributor as he is to his, to his hockey team. So, you know, hats off. <laughs> you know, I, I wish, I think he'll be looking at his career for a long time and going, how, how did he manage or how did he do that? But, you know, pretty <laughs> remarkable and, you know, kind of take it in while the, the fans have the, the pleasure of watching him still play. Awesome stuff there. Appreciate it, Coach. Listen, you and yours have a wonderful and Merry Christmas and uh, best of luck uh, tonight, okay? Great. Thanks, guys. Great. Right. Thanks, Coach. That is Head Coach Rich Seeley of the Manchester Monarchs joining us here on the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. There's Bob Bardis with me right here, and I am Jimmy Murphy. Pete Terrier is alongside. We are at the Buffalo Wild Wings, as I said, Mall, New Hampshire, Manchester, New Hampshire. Come on down. It's boneless Thursday, 65-cent wings. we got... 349 tall bud and bud lights 499 goose island ipas it's happy hour right now until six o'clock place is packing up and then they'll have another happy hour at nine o'clock as i mentioned the bees and the panthers do battle at 705 could be some history involved with the armory yager so come on down say hello watch the game with us we'll be here and we will be back with our weekly picks from the man the myth the legend gabriel morenci here on the stretch run I am a poor boy too, pa pum pum I have no gift to bring, pa pum pum That's fit to give the king, pa You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for The Right Time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings it back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When it comes to certain athletes, you have to balance talent with personality. Some guys are controversial, but great team players. Some guys seem like trouble, but it's more of an act. And some guys are just bad news. Unless you're in the locker room with the team, it's hard to know who's who. Sacramento Kings star DeMarcus Cousins has generated negative headlines throughout his career. We don't really know what the situation is and who he is. 
But in the NBA, some notorious bad guys were key parts of great teams. Dennis Rodman won five titles. Rasheed Wallace was always on good teams and has a ring. Same with Meta World Peace. Cousins has been in the news lately for possibly spitting his mouth guard at the Portland bench. And he had a nasty run-in with a reporter. But his game continues to improve. He's 26 and scoring 29 a game. It'll be fascinating to see where his career goes and if he can find a spot where his talent translates into victories. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Sadly, folks, Buffalo Wild Wings cannot remake your fantasy football season. They can't tell you who you should have benched or who you should have started. But Buffalo Wild Wings can make your lunch hour a lunch hour that's worth it. Every weekday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., they've got the B-Dubs Fast Break Lunch Menu with awesome options like wings and shareables for discounted prices. And they have their TVs tuned to the latest analysis, so there may be hope for your fantasy team yet. Buffalo Wild Wings Wings Beer Sports. Please drink responsibly. What's that noise? That's the home security guy. He's installing our alarms. You're going to be safe as clams when I'm done drilling this sucker in. Yeah, maybe we should have gone with Simply Safe. The neighbors love theirs. They set it up in half an hour. No drilling, no wires, no installation fee. And 24-7 professional monitoring is only $15 a month with no long-term contracts. I'll just pop a rug over this hole. It'll be fine. Go to simplysafecom slash radio now to get free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote worth $25. Have you suffered a motor vehicle injury and need professional assistance? Do you need a team that gets you back on track and taking the green? That team for you is Bartis Law. Bartis Law has three attorneys and two paralegals that can assist you if you've been injured in an accident. Athletes get injured on the field and on the track all the time. Routine injuries can be expected in sports. Accidents are not anticipated in everyday activities. If you get injured in a motor vehicle accident, call Bartis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bartislaw.com. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Are you tired of that same old hairstyle? Do you find yourself pacing up and down the hair care aisle looking for that right look? Now is the time to let Fausto from Manchester give you that new look. Fausto will transform your look from the same old same to show-stopping in one visit. Call or text Fausto today at 603-674-7255. That's 603-674-7255. Call now before the holidays pass you by. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. Well, okay, mister, I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up Yohan Moncada. Oh! That was before I saw Moncada in person, and he struck out every single game of his career. Happy holidays. You didn't want to give up Yohan Moncada. I went back. You know, we're always saying we're going to pull the tape. We're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape, and both of you guys did not want to give up Yohan Moncada. Play the audio, Brian. We don't actually. We don't have it. Oh, we did. The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. We've got it all here on 
ESPN on ESPN New Hampshire. Motorhead for our next guest, Gabriel Morenci. And what to my wondering eyes did I see on YouTube today when I was looking for I just typed in Motorhead Christmas, and there it was. Lemmy doing Run Run Rudolph. That has to be the best rendition I've heard. What do you think, Bob Bardis? I, I sent a few to you. I had some 80s hair metal um, Christmas music, but I think, I think you made a good selection. Uh, there. there you go. And actually, on the outro of this segment, when we're done with Gabe, we have a, uh, he's a comedian who does, like, music impressions. Okay. And he does uh, various verses of different Christmas carols in the voice of Lemmy. <laughs> so I urge the listeners to stay tuned for that as well. But let's get right to our guest, and we're happy we had him on. Happy he can take the time here on the, uh, our last show before the Christmas holiday, and that is Gabriel Lorenzi of Fantasy Sportsnet and SportsRage.com. And if you go to his Twitter page right now, at Sports Rage. He is in a ranting mood, my friend. Gabe is Gabe is ranting away, and we love it. How you doing, buddy? Always a pleasure, Jimmy. How you doing today? I'm doing great, my friend. And uh, well, I was just checking the Twitter page there. You, you got some good some good banter going with the uh, the followers. Yeah, I usually do. It's actually, I'm actually, um, I've been raging too hard uh, today, actually. Usually I bitch <laughs> about a few things in the morning, and I move on. Uh, I move on to the rest of the day, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so you're like Twitter Donald feed, Trump. There's, there's usually, yeah, exactly. My, my Twitter feed <laughs> and Trump's feed are pretty much on the same level of craziness. He might be a little ever, crazier than me though. You, you ever notice though, the time frame for Trump, it's always like 5am to 7am, yep. yep. all his tweets. It's, it's crazy. And then there's a couple late night ones and that's it. So yep. I don't know how well, the I'm guy does it about that. Actually, it's someone that's gone on some late night Twitter rampages before. You know, I don't think it's that crazy, but at the same point in time, you got to wonder about somebody that never sleeps, you know, so. Yeah, and, and he's going to be our president. This, uh, Trump's decision process hey. might be, uh, listen, Trump. Uh, Trump's going to do a lot of good things um, for a lot of people, uh, but at the same point in time, uh, you know, I don't like hearing Trump and nuclear bombs in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, dear God, like he already hired Rick Perry to run the nuclear program. Like now, really, you're tweeting about, yeah, we got, we need more nuclear bombs. I think the world has enough nuclear bombs as it is, but uh, but I digress. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> Gabe, I felt a little channeling of Ebenezer today right into Ezekiel. Uh, give, give me your thoughts here on the sportsbooks prediction for NFL MVP. Well, you know what? I think the, the actual real for the NFL in Christmas mode, I think the real Grinch that stole Christmas is Roger Goodell. Uh, $18,000 fine for Odell Beckham for wearing cleats honoring Craig Sager. I mean, you know, you know, you know quarterbacks are getting hit in the head. They're more, they're more concerned with finding players than they are with protecting players. But this, this cleat thing is out of control right now. Like, he's honoring Craig Sager earlier in the year. I mean, the cleats are supposed to match the uniform color and, and be within a reasonable expectation of taste, basically. So earlier in the year, Antonio Brown, when Muhammad Ali passed, had, um, uh, had, the, had the, you know, black, black and uh, yellow in the theme. They were sort of goldish in the theme of the Steeler colors to Muhammad Ali. I remember when Kimbo Slice passed and Jose Fernandez passed. He did the same thing, actually. When it went to Miami, he had them in sort of dolphin-themed uh, colors. And he was allowed to wear them in the, in the pregame, but not during the game. They had one week a couple of weeks ago where the players were allowed to wear any design they wanted on their shoes as long as it's for charity. And the NFL patted itself on the back uh, like they you know, they changed the world, uh, basically allowing this. Like, see, how, see, see? Look how nice we are. Remember, they wouldn't want yeah, they didn't want let the Titans image. do it. Yeah. yeah, they didn't want to let yeah. the Titans do it. We're on a bye week. <laughs> like, no, no, you missed it. Sorry. Okay, I guess since you guys made the shoes already. So, you know, the NFL is a real Grinch. I mean, all the problems that the NFL has, and really Sunday Night Football is nearly unwatchable right now with all the ads that they they squeeze in. Is you know, if this is if this is what Roger Goodell thinks his biggest concern is this year, it just goes to show out of touch. They really are with the common fan. Uh, but as far as Elliot is concerned, you know, Elliot is the favorite right now. But I don't know. I mean, you know, the public has also made the Philadelphia Eagles the favorite tonight in the game for some reason. I don't get it. You know, I guess it's because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Elliot's the rookie of the year, but Elliot's not the most valuable player. If Carlos Hyde was on the Dallas Cowboys, he'd have pretty much the same numbers. You know, I don't want to take anything away from Elliot. He's he's a great back. He is special, um, so I don't want to just state that, you know, he's average and anyone would do what he's doing. But at the same point in time, he's playing with a co-rookie of the year candidate. He's playing with by far the best offensive line uh, in football. So, you know, as far as Elliott being the most viable player, I think it's a little ridiculous. I actually think it's Tom Brady. Uh, but I talked about this earlier in the week. You know, the, the best players in the league generally aren't the most valuable players. It's almost, well, you know, they already have everything. Let's give it to this guy since he's had such a good year this year. Or it's a popularity contest. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan's the best player, but you know, he didn't win the MVP every year, right? You know, LeBron James is a good example of that as well. And I think we've almost taken Tom Brady for granted. But for betting purposes, you know, I could be wrong on this, but I don't think Elliott's going to win because he's going to win rookie of the year. So is he going to be the rookie of the year and MVP? Probably not, uh, just because the media sort of hyped them up. I don't think he is going to win rookie of the year. I think it, it should be Tom Brady. Brady's at plus 250. You know, Brady, 22 touchdown passes, only two interceptions. He just doesn't make mistakes. 
Um, you know, he's, he's playing as good. He's the best quarterback ever. He's the greatest quarterback ever. He's playing as good as he's ever played. So, you know, if they want to talk about, well, we don't want to vote for someone who was suspended, well, you know, I think he's paid the price for Deflategate right now. At this point in time, like, really? Are you still are we really going back to this thing right now? <laughs> uh, right now, so... And the fact is, I don't know, it seems like everyone deflates footballs now, and it's allowed. I, I don't get it. And I will admit, yeah. I cried about the Patriots doing it. Not so much about the footballs, but him smashing his phone and sort of the arrogance. And I think ultimately that's what, that's what he paid the price for. But the Seattle Seahawks have been deflating footballs. We saw it blatantly. You know, the John Ryan's been deflating footballs. Like... No one seemed yep. to care or do anything about it. So if they want to bring up the deflate gate, I mean, Reggie Wayne brought it up about, oh, you can't vote for someone who was suspended. Well, can you vote for someone in the Hall of Fame to pull a gun on someone in a car wash like Marvin Harrison did? <laughs> you know, I don't hear Reggie Wayne crying about you know, Marvin Harrison uh, getting in. Uh, to the Hall of Fame, right? So I think it's, you know, I think it's a little ridiculous. I personally think Tom Brady should win. Um, the third choice is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan puts up big numbers every year. Yeah, Ryan's having a good year. Maybe if the Falcons were 14-2 and two or something like that, okay. But to me, Matt Ryan's not the MVP. Derek Carr is the fourth choice at 7-1. to one. Derek Carr is definitely not the most viable player uh, in the National Football League. So to me... The bet is Tom Brady at plus 250, and then Aaron Rodgers is worth a look at 10 to 1 as well. Some pretty nice odds on, on Aaron Rodgers. And if the Green Bay Packers run the table, get into the playoffs, you know, I'm sure he'll get a couple of first place votes. I don't know if it'll be enough to win, uh, but, you know, to me, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are the most viable players in the league. All right, Cole. I love it. And by the way, you might hear it in the background. We. We do have a fire alarm going off here <laughs> where we are right now, but everyone remains calm. And uh, Oh, it's in the mall. There's a fire alarm going on in the mall of New Hampshire as we broadcast live from Buffalo Wild Wings here in <laughs> Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, I've, yeah, been, I've so, been there. I've been there and done that uh, before. I, I got in trouble, actually, for making, uh, uh, making my operator stay in the studio during a fire. There was a fire in the building once in the, on the third floor. We were on the fourth floor. I told him, don't worry about this it. on the third floor. It's not on the fourth floor. <laughs> and, um, you know, he basically left. He was like, I don't have to stay. You can't make me stay in a fire. So I threatened to fire him. I said, if you leave, you're done. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, the best fire part is, so he, yeah. he, he split, too. He, he didn't care. He left. I kept on doing the show. The siren was going on in the background. And lo and behold, the firemen like came into the studio like in the whole nine yards. You got to get out of here. <laughs> I got like pulled off the air by the by the fire department, and I was warned by AHR not to force someone to try to work through a fire. <laughs> they told me next time there's a fire in the building, just stop the damn show. <laughs> all right, my man. Well, if all of a sudden you're not talking to us anymore, that's what happened. All right, so. Let's get right into it, Gabe. Let's tackle the Thursday night football game tonight and then get into some NFL games, and then you can give us some bowl games if you want. Uh, your thoughts on the Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. The spread since we've been on the show has changed twice. Right now I see the Eagles minus a half. What are you liking in this game? I like the New York Giants in this game, uh, but clearly we're being, we're being baited into this. I mean, you know, the Giants are 8-1 their last nine games straight up and against the spread. 
the Philadelphia Eagles are in a free flow. I think they're what, it's a five in a row uh, that they've lost, and now they're as high as a point-and-a-half favorite. I don't understand this line movement. I think that people are trying to get a little bit too cute here. Um, you know, in past um, in past years, in past years, I think you know there's there's been spots and situations in which betters have won with. And I talked about this with someone earlier in the day in Vegas. In that, you know, why do we take the Cleveland Browns plus the points against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals? You know, we got too cute. You know, we were playing these trends and these numbers. And if you look back at 2016. Really, the obvious things have sort of happened. You know, you often hear in a gambling world the, the squares versus the sharps or, you know, Johnny Sixpack versus the wise guys, uh, so to speak. But the problem with the wise guys is they think they're too wise at times, and I fall into that crowd <laughs> in which, you know, oh, yeah, Cleveland suck, uh, but, you know, why are they only getting four? Oh, because it's a good spot. And, you know, you see they're only getting four. Vegas thinks the same thing. Well, Vegas isn't always right. They're often right, but I think 2016 is sort of the theme of of what you expect has sort of happened. Um, you know, if you look at some of the obvious uh, plays this year, the Dallas Cowboys have been dominant. They pretty much covered, but they haven't covered actually four weeks in a row. Um, so you know, the Cowboys have been tricky. You know, Falcon games go over, etc. A lot of just sort of obvious things happen, and it almost feels too obvious tonight. And if you've watched the Philadelphia Eagles play over the last uh, six, seven weeks, they've hit the wall. Carson Wentz has hit the wall. Um, you know, Jim Schwartz's defense has hit the wall. They're tapped out. They're, they're beating down football team. They got a backdoor cover last week against Baltimore, but they're not playing well. And here we are. People are betting this game like they have Biff's sporting almanac, like they already know something, that the Giants are going to roll over tonight. I'm going to bite the bait. I'll take the Giants. I mean, we have a team that's eight and one in its last nine games, getting a point and a half against. I understand it's a division rival. You know, without being stated, I think people are sort of resting on the fact that the Eagles have beaten the Giants, or I shouldn't say beaten them, but they've covered. And I think they actually have won outright uh, eight of the last ten times that they played. Now, earlier in the year, they played. The Eagles uh, were up. The Giants came back. They lost 28-23. It was a higher-scoring game. The Giants have been an under-machine as well because of their defense. Since week five, the Giants have only given up 14.9 points per game. They're holding teams on third down at 26%. Um, the average QB rating when you play the Giants is 70 uh, since uh, week five. So they're worthy of, of some of the media hype uh, that the Giants have been getting. But the betting public, they're not buying it. And... The only interesting thing about the Giants is, and it's hard to believe to say this, but Eli Manning's the weak link. I mean, you know, we know about the defense. We know the wide receivers are good. Uh, they're starting to run the ball better right now. But coming into tonight, I do like the Giants. I'll bite the bait. Like I said, I'll be part of the, you know, the squares here and say, you know what, you're giving me the better team plus points. I'm going to take the points in this spot. But Eli Manning is always a concern for a two-time Super Bowl champion. The kid's pretty flaky. And, you know, he is inconsistent. <laughs> he played well last week. So, you know, I don't guarantee that he's going to follow up. I wouldn't be betting on Eli Manning props tonight, but I do think the Giants find a way to win this football game. All right, let's get to Christmas Eve. Tons of games on the slate there. Who are you liking Christmas Eve day? Well, this it's, it just throw me off that it's on Saturday. Uh, this yeah. year, everything has to be uh, in a day earlier, and it's throwing me off. I'm confused. Uh, but I'm like, <laughs> are they playing Christmas and then Christmas Eve? And who's playing? Is NBA Christmas Day? And 
just this whole Christmas thing's catching me off guard, guys. Like, uh, it doesn't feel like it's Christmas in a couple of days. I'll tell you that much. At least it doesn't to me, especially with all these games uh, coming up. Uh, but it's a, it's a tricky week uh, this week. Uh, very, very tricky. We talk about the uh, the Cleveland Browns getting points once again. Uh, you know, the problem with the Browns is not only are they losing games, but they're not covering point spreads either. They've only covered two numbers. But yeah. here we are once again. You know, we're getting points to the Cleveland Browns. This is it. This is their last shot to win a game. They're going to Pittsburgh the following week. So, I'm, you know, as crazy as it sounds here, I'm going to try to get cute. And I do think the Cleveland Browns, it was six. It's down to five right now. Uh, but I do think this game's going to come down to the wire. I don't think the Chargers are going to blow them out. As crazy as it is, I'll take the points uh, with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, people are down on the Washington Redskins uh, because of their loss on Monday night, and justifiably so. It was, it was a choke job, but I think they're going to get it done against uh, the Chicago Bears uh, on the road. Um, I like the Colts, actually. I think the Raiders, they cashed their playoff ticket last week. Uh, the Colts are a desperate football team. They're going to be a day late and a dollar short, but the Colts are coming off a win last week on the road. I think they keep that rolling, actually. The Raiders have clinched their, their playoff spot. I think there's somewhat of a little bit of a letdown uh, with the Raiders uh, this week. And I like the Buccaneers, actually, as well, in a bounce-back spot. Uh, the Bucks, uh, Bucks fell short on Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. I think they get back uh-huh. in the winner's circle after Drew Brees' outburst. Um, you know, Brees has been playing real good football um, you know, pretty much all year. People were down on him after a couple of weeks where he didn't throw any touchdowns. Uh, but I think that Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers are a better football team than the Saints, and getting three points is attractive to me. And then on Christmas, uh, Andy Dalton is favored. That's all we need to say right there. I don't care if it's Tom Savage. <laughs> Or that other kid, Savage, from the Wonder Years at quarterback. I'm taking the Houston <laughs> Texans. Fred Savage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go, Fred Savage. Fred. Fred. I, Savage. I was always but, a fan of. Win- I was always a fan of Winnie Cooper. I don't know about you. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I'm not a, a huge fox. fan of the show. It was a little bit too sluppy for me. You know what yeah, I mean? But she, she was a fox. For sure. But. but um, it, she Let's looks the exact same now, actually, as well. I know. Like, it's she, crazy. She, she it's doesn't crazy. change at all. I don't think she's worked since, actually. <laughs> uh, I've been on TV more than Winnie Cooper has over the last 15 years. <laughs> and the game I like the most, actually, is the Detroit Lions. And, you know, what's interesting about this one, actually, guys, is if the Eagles, if the Eagles beat the Giants tonight, the Cowboys wrap up home field. Like, uh-huh. they wrap up the top eye and the whole nine yards, all right? So... That's going to be, you know, what, how the Cowboys going to handle this. Are we going to see a little bit of Tony Romo? Um, you can't tell me that it's not a subliminal sort of letdown if they, if they have this locked up. They're going to say, oh, no, no, we're, you know, they're going to say all the right things. But I think the Detroit Lions plus seven and a half is, uh, is an attractive play as well yeah, I like that too. Uh, on, on Monday Night Football. And then how about any bowl games you're eyeing that, uh, that have your, your fancy here? Well, you know, we're still stuck in, you know, these, these bowl games right now. Uh, I've been doing well, actually, this week, but we're talking about, you know, Eastern Michigan and Old Dominion and, and you know, Ohio and Troy and uh, those uh, programs of the world. Tonight's game in the Potato Bowl, um, Colorado State, I see it's up to 16.5 right now. It was 13 uh, a couple of days ago. The money's pouring in on the Rams, and I actually think it's the right side, although I don't like how high it's getting really? right now. Wow. 
Um, you know, Colorado State. You want to talk about money makers? These guys, uh, these guys are ten and two against the spread this year. All right, they they covered ten of the twelve games they played in, but they were generally underdogs or short favorites. They weren't laying this type of number very often. You're playing an Idaho Vandal team who voluntarily is going to FCS, which is very strange. I mean, Idaho have been terrible amongst the worst programs in the country, uh, at least at the D1 level. And um, you know they're not drawing fans, so they basically got booted out from the Sun Belt, like which is hard to do. I mean, they got kicked out of the Sun Belt, and they decided, you know what, let's just go to FCS. And then the kids turn around and win eight football games. And they're going to only their third bowl game in the last 21 years. So, yes, they're going to be fired up. Idaho have been a good point spread uh, team this year. And it's pretty impressive, actually, with Idaho, which is surprising. You know, you look at their four losses. They're eight and four straight up. And you think, well, they probably beat a bunch of crappy teams. And, yeah, you know, their wins aren't really against anyone good. But who do they lose to? They, they lost to the Washington Huskies, the Washington State Cougars. Um, you know, they lost to Appalachian State, and they lost to Troy. Four pretty good teams, actually, uh, this year. We know how good the Washington Huskies are. So Idaho, it's not like Idaho are terrible or anything like that. But without being stated, I think Colorado State are on a different level. Colorado State are our focus for this game. Um, the game is in Idaho, so a lot of people are talking about Idaho having a home field. But it's not Idaho's home field. It's on Boise's home field. It's actually like 330 miles and you know, if I can, if you consider that no one goes to Idaho games on campus, why are they going to be going to games that are 300 miles away, two <laughs> days before Christmas? So I'm not really sure Idaho. I'm not buying into that home field advantage uh, that the Vandals have tonight. You know, listen, I don't love laying 16 and a half points, uh, but I am on Colorado State. I think it's going to be there's going to be some points on the board. It's cold as hell in Boise tonight, but um, it's not windy. Colorado State, and there's another angle here too. Colorado State playing Fort Collins in Colorado, and you know they actually it is a cold weather local. But Colorado State play a lot of bad weather games. If you watch them play, they're often in the snow, they're often in the wind, and they're right up there on the in, in the mountains up there as well in the Rocky Mountains. Like they they are a cold weather team, Colorado State. Idaho playing a dome, so yeah. Idaho playing they don't play outside, so. You know, Idaho playing in a dome, people like once again, some people are talking about a home field advantage. Well, I don't know. They play on their dome team playing yep. 300 miles away from campus against a better program. So, like I said, I don't love it, but I do like uh, Colorado State tonight. I like the over in that game. And then tomorrow, okay. we should have a real entertaining one, actually, with Eastern Michigan and Old Dominion. I think it's going to be a track meet. I like the over 63 and a half. And if there's one thing that we've noticed in the bowl so far this season, the MAC teams are getting roughed up. Well, not roughed up. Toledo uh, hung with App State, but that was an evenly matched game. Uh, but we saw earlier in the week a, a MAC team get blown out, and I think that's you know I don't think very much of the MAC actually. And I think yeah, Old Dominion, <laughs> Old Dominion's offense is going to be too much for them. I like Old D tomorrow against Eastern Michigan. All right, my friend. Well, listen, we will let you go. We're up against it here. We got to make sure we uh, we're okay. <laughs> um, but we will uh, we will talk to you next week, my friend. You have a wonderful Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and yours, Gabe. Hey, it's always a pleasure, guys. Merry Christmas. All Merry right, Christmas. that is Gabriel Morenci joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We are live from the Buffalo Wild Wings at the Mall in New Hampshire in Manchester. Bob Bardis and myself, Jimmy Murphy here. Justin Sullivan working the boards back at the station. 
We'll be back. One more segment here as the stretch run continues. It's the stretch run with Jimmy Murphy. Weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Patriots play the Jets in New York in a special Saturday Christmas Eve day game. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, wishing everyone a happy holiday and inviting you to join me for an afternoon of fun, prizes, and football with Coors Light at the Wild Rover Pub in downtown Manchester. The Rover is a Manchester institution, and it's a great place to watch the Pats. You can order something delicious to eat and wash it down with an ice-cold Coors Light. Cheer on the Pats at the Wild Rover Pub, 21 Kosciuszko Street, downtown Manchester. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. Are you going through a rough patch right now and could use some help from professionals? Are you unsure of how to proceed and could use a guiding hand? Well, then let the attorneys at Dehar Law Firm make life easier for you. At Dehar Law Firm, they handle a wide variety of cases, anything from bankruptcy or divorce to estate planning and personal injury. Contact Eleanor Dehar at 603-622-6595 or visit Dehar.com for more information. Dehar Law Firm, serving individuals and businesses in New Hampshire since 1958. It doesn't have to be golf season to enjoy everything the Atkinson Resort and Country Club has to offer. Open to the public seven days a week, Atkinson Resort and Country Club features two restaurants, Merrill's Tavern, a great place to watch sports or to try your hand at virtual indoor golf, and the Stagecoach Grill, serving lunch and dinner daily. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club is also one of New England's highest-rated wedding venues and boasts over 15,000 square feet of conference space. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club in Atkinson, New Hampshire. Online at AtkinsonResort.com. The year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forester, Outback, over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See Peter or go to BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. If a disaster ever struck your home or business, would you know who to call? Make Peniel Environmental your first choice in disaster restoration. Peniel provides comprehensive fire, water, mold, and asbestos remediation services and are family-owned and operated. They clean up and restore every square inch of damage so that it's better than new once they are finished. Plus, Peniel works with all insurance companies and provides the industry's best warranty. For a free consultation, please call 885-317-8236 or visit PenielENV.com. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. Students, visit NHAB.org to apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. 
You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Your host, Jimmy Murphy, live here with Bob Bartis, Pete Terrier, live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall, New Hampshire, Manchester, New Hampshire. Bob, a great time as always here. As always, as yep. always, great. I'm ready for the holiday. Merry Christmas to my brother Brian in Atlanta, the three nephews, Robert Francis. Luke Lawrence and Hollis Brady. All right. Listening in Atlanta. Same, and I'll send a Merry Christmas to my little one, Maddie, and my family as well. And also, as we part ways here from the Mall of New Hampshire and Manchester, New Hampshire, in the Buffalo Wild Wings, I'll send this one out to Karen O'Donohue. This one is for you. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you next week. This one's called Fairy Tile in New York. I was trustlessly and the drop time on all my suffering. We'll say I know I'm the sun, the Just yes for me So I've Christmas I love you baby I could see a better time Well I dream is Just 